Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Air Comfort Service, text line 65780. We'll get to some of your questions and answers in about 10 to 12 minutes here on BK and Ferrario. Tanner Hendrickson, Andrew Marsh is here. No BK today. He'll be back with us tomorrow. But now we're going to head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and welcome in everyone's favorite Katie Wu for our weekly chat here on BK and Ferrario. And Katie, I'm going to start this off with some great news for you because I know yesterday was a rough one. Two hours of rain delay. I think it was almost three hours of a rain delay. Are you ready for some positive news? I am so ready. There's only a 40% chance of rain for the next three days in Pittsburgh. Okay, great. Wow. So, Thank you so much. So, the way I look at I it know, is... I don't know, guys. It was not supposed to rain yesterday until like 8 p.m. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> here comes this like monster storm and you could just feel the mood in the press box. We were all like, oh my God. There's... It's, it's it's fine. There's nothing worse than the ninth inning, and you would just watch those gray clouds just roll as fast as possible when there's three to six outs left, and you're thinking, okay, just pitch the ball, get a grounder, we're done with this, it'll rain right when we stop. And then, of course, it starts to downpour in the middle of this one. But, Katie, despite that, there is some good news. It's the fact that the Cardinals pulled out a series victory against the Kansas City Royals. And I want to bring you into a conversation that T-Bone and I were just having before the break. You know, the good news of Jack Flaherty and possibly Miles Michaelis returning with those two guys set to return within the next week or so, what's your rotation look like if you put those two in? Who gets bumped out? Oh, my gosh, this is so much fun, guys, because for the first time since, like, maybe all season, there are options, right? <laughs> we, this is, like, a, a really fun thing to picture because now it's no longer a, a question of, oh, my gosh, where are we going to find these arms? We only have three starters. Where can we get two more? It's wow, we have potentially seven. How do we make this work? Who's going to the bullpen? This is really exciting. Like, this is a good problem to have, right? It gets me very excited, as you can tell. Um, so let's let's look at it this way. We have the three guys that you know are going to be starters no matter what. That's Jack Flaherty. That's Adam Wainwright. That's Miles Michaelis. Uh, you, we, I don't think the Cardinals have decided yet if Jack is coming back Thursday or Friday. I feel like Jack wants to go as soon as possible, but it does make sense to wait and push him to Friday if it's a DH game, which it is in Kansas City. He won't have to swing the bat. So weighing the two options there. Miles Michaelis had his last rehab start yesterday. Didn't fare too well. Box score was not too pretty. I wasn't there, though, um, and my speculation is that it was what Jack was working on in Springfield, as in just making sure his pitches were right, that he had all his arsenal, he had the feel for his pitches, and the box score would indicate he did not. Um, but, again, I haven't talked to Miles, so I don't know exactly what was going on there. Um, and then Wainwright, of course. So you have those three guys. Then it gets a little dicey, and I think a lot of this will depend on the performance over the next 
two couple starts for these guys. You have Hap, Lester, LeBlanc, Kim. And two of those guys are going to have to go to the bullpen. Now, we've seen Wade LeBlanc be pretty good in both situations. You know, he's been very good as a spot starter. He's actually been probably one of the most consistent pitchers the Cardinals have had over the last month. And we've seen KK had a really good July, but had tapered off a little bit. You know, only went uh, barely three innings in Cleveland. A little short, high pitch count, went four innings in his last start and was dealing with a little bit of an elbow issue. Again, that's very minor. Sounds more like fatigue more than anything. Those would be my two guys that the Cardinals move to the bullpen. I mean, again, it goes to experience. LeBlanc has done it before. He fit that role well, multi-inning guy. And KK closed last year for the Cardinals for a bit and had a really decorated career as a reliever in the KBO. So if I'm looking at those decisions just based on paper, those are the two guys I'm eyeing that will probably go to the bullpen and, and, you know, obviously boost the bullpen just based on the pitchers they are. But it will, again, go down to performance, too. So this is, you know, a fun little dilemma to have. So glad we're finally here. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Katie, I want to stick with the bullpen because, you know, I like to try put, putting people into the circle of trust here on BK and Ferrari yeah, when it always, always gets shot down. It's like a nightclub. The more, the merrier. But I, I, I look at the bullpen, and we've talked about the big three, and they need a little bit of a supporting cast. And I look at Luis Garcia, and now I also look at TJ McFarland. Both guys have been good of late. Do you think those guys are kind of starting to provide this supporting cast that can kind of bridge the gap from maybe a five-inning start to get to the big three? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the re- what they were targeting. I, mean, I talked to TJ McFarland the other day, and he said, you know, that's, this is my role. If I can go in, if we have a starter that goes five innings, you know, and that's the ideal bare minimum the Cardinals want from their starters is five innings. TJ says, you know, if, we, if I go five innings, or if a starter goes five innings and I can pitch two, that's one less arm we need, you know. And I think both of these guys, both guys that have been have done this before, TJ McFarland was really successful in Oakland in 2020, and we've seen Garcia hit a groove. They've really benefited from the defense behind them. You know, McFarland is a ground ball guy. He, he's not afraid to pitch for contact. He's really aided by defense. Garcia, the more that he plays behind, the more that he can relax, the better that he is. So seeing these two guys, and we've, again, I feel like been lamenting over the bullpen and not having enough to bridge the gap to those big three in Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes. Now you're seeing some of these veterans coming in that everyone was kind of like, why would you sign them? You know, come on, Mo, what are you doing? Hmm. But these, these experienced free agent relievers that have kind of been just tossed aside have come back, have reinvented themselves here with a great catcher and a great defense behind them, and you've seen the success to follow. And I think that in particular – is the model that the Cardinals are hoping that Lester and Half can follow and bridge through August and then go full throttle in September. All right, circle of trust right there. There we go. There you go. Two more guys. That's why we, at least somebody's in for the circle of trust with you, T-Bone. We're talking with Katie Wu, Cardinals insider for The Athletic. Of course, you, as always, you can follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, I want to circle back to Jack Flaherty. You were in Springfield watching him Friday for that rehab start. What did you think of Jack, and did you feel like we're starting to see shades of the guy that was – for the Cardinals pre-injury? I don't want to go out and proclaim anything, but Jack has made it very clear that he feels good to go. He's ready to go. Like he wants to pitch now. I think he's actually been wanting to pitch since May 31st. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that final rehab start in Springfield was, again, about fine-tuning things. You know, there were a lot of uh, breaking pitches he wanted to work on. You didn't see him use a slider too much because he said it felt good. So that was more about honing fastball command and three other pitches with three other off-speed pitches, making sure that he had his full arsenal ready to go when he does return to a major league ballpark. Um, I think, you know, he's checked pretty much all of the boxes. There is going to be some trepidation when it comes to just swinging and the oblique issue. Um, and that's why – 
in my opinion, and again, this is not by any means official, that it would make sense to move him to Friday where he's not swinging a bat. However, good luck convincing him to wait another day. <laughs> I feel like he thinks that he's waited long enough. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think getting Jack back is a huge boost to this club. I mean, obviously, look at how they were with him. Look how they trailed off without him. If you can get Jack Flaherty back to where he was in the beginning of the year, if you can get Jack out there commanding that rotation, giving those seven innings, being lights out like he was, you know, this is a brand-new ball club. I really do think so. You talked about that with Adam Wainwright. I know there are concerns over Michaelis and his injury history, but, you know, at this point, when you finally have the top three arms that you've had, top four when you put KK in there, potentially if he stays in the rotation, it's middle of August. You finally got the four guys you were envisioning, you know, Got to celebrate that at some point. Katie, you know, we talk about the faces of the game, and it feels like the Cardinals have struggled with one, if not multiple, during some games and during some stretches this season, whether it be the pitching, which is now getting healthy, the bullpen, or just the offense in general, or defense, which they struggled a little bit last night defensively. Over the weekend, we saw the game on Saturday where we saw everything kind of click. Now they got the short outing from KK, but then the bullpen played well. Defensively, mm-hmm. they were good. Offensively, they were good. And we saw two pinch hit uh, RBIs. Do you think we're starting to see the Cardinals kind of click on all phases of the game? I mean, isn't that what we've been waiting for all season? They've yeah. shown in in part how good they can be. I mean, we've seen how good their offense can be. The defense I was a little sloppy yesterday, but overall, defense is very good. The base running is very underrated. The pitching staff can get it together, and the bullpen is good in flashes. And they just, again, have yet to put it all together consistently, minus for about three weeks in end of April, early May. And that's when people were looking around like, oh, this is the Cardinals team that was expected to win the division. So, you know, I think they they certainly hope so. The bullpen, I do think, looks really good. Uh, If you have a strong bullpen and you complement with a strong starting rotation, I think those are the two components that they've been missing all year long is having strength on both sides. Um, And the offense, of course, has been up and down all year. Um, So I think that still is the biggest question for me. Um, Obviously, Jack and Miles coming back answer a lot of questions about the rotation. You've seen guys like McFarlane and Garcia and even Justin Miller come in here and, and be able to fortify that rotation or that bullpen, excuse me. So now it's just about, hey, can these hitters that definitely have the capability, that have the prestige, that have the experience, can they get hot at the right time? You, you guys know this so much about September and so much about a postseason chase is just who gets hot at the right time. So if they can do it, I know that we talk about strength of schedule a lot. So do they. You know, they're looking at, the, at their opponents, too, saying here's when we can make up ground because that September schedule is brutal. But you do play a lot of opponents that you're going to have to make up ground with in that process. You play the Brewers a ton. Padres come to town. They go to the Mets. The Dodgers are in town. Like, those are not easy games to win by all means. But if you get hot at the right time and you start clicking, all of a sudden you beat those teams and you're making up ground a lot faster than you would be. Katie, final one for you. Uh, Offensively, Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson, they're really starting to heat up, especially in this previous series against the Kansas City Royals. How crucial with the return of Flaherty and Michaelis is the push going to be of having a Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson a top peak performance? I think that push has always been there for those two. I mean, the organization is really high on both for, for obvious reasons. I mean, Tyler O'Neill is definitely becoming more of a or less of a two true outcome hitter and a much more well-rounded player. His defense is stellar. He's been working walks and just becoming a more well-rounded approach at the plate. Well, Dylan Carlson has just been, you know, everything they've asked him to do, he's been able to do it. I really like him in the leadoff spot. His ability to 
see a lot of pitches from that pitcher and, and work walks and get on base is really understated, I think, in the grand scheme of things. So when you have your, your pitchers coming back and you need your offensive production through the line, I mean, Mike Schultz talks about it a lot. Your outfield offensive production is very important. Bader had a fantastic July. Now it's up to Tyler and Dylan and, and Bader, too, to keep it up and have those three producing regularly. I mean, their defense speaks for itself. They save so many runs by what they do on the field. It's such a bonus that they're able to drive in some on the offensive end. So I think that's huge. Katie, before we let you go, we got to ask you, because your good friend Robert Murray, MLB insider for Fansided, is going to join us on the 12 o'clock hour. Anything that you would like us to let him know? Um, you know what? Why don't you guys just ask him what his favorite food is? And... I, actually, you know what? I take it back. I want you guys to think of the most common food possible that like everybody likes and ask if he's had it before. Oh, I can already tell just, you. Just just see that. I can already <laughs> tell you this is going to be a fun start to the interview. Katie, we always appreciate the time. Enjoy Pittsburgh, and we look forward to seeing you back in St. Louis next week for the series against Milwaukee. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk next week. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. <sighs> Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all cart or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.